Howdy, Powder Keg fans. This is episode 112 of Powder Keg Igniting Startups, the show for entrepreneurs, innovators, and builders that are creating remarkable tech companies in areas decidedly outside of Silicon Valley. I'm your host, Matt Hunkler, and for today's episode of Igniting Startups, we're going to be finishing up uh, sort of a series that we've been doing on the show here. This is the third and final panel discussion from a live event that we did in North Carolina called The Future of Tech in the Triangle and Beyond. Um, If you're just tuning in for this episode, you don't really need the context of the other two panels in order to enjoy this particular one, but I do want to encourage you to go back and check out episodes 109 and 111 uh, if you like what you hear uh, on this episode today, because we get into some really interesting topics, particularly around uh, talent and how to attract the right talent, which we talk about through the lens of uh, in the Raleigh Durham research triangle, but it's very similar to other markets. So, lots to be learned here, even if you're not doing business currently in Raleigh Durham. Uh, but uh, but if you aren't doing business in Raleigh Durham, you might want to because it is just exploding with opportunity right now. Uh, in this short highlight, we're going to talk about attracting, training, and retaining the best talent for your tech company. Uh, You're going to hear from technical uh, leaders uh, with years of experience sharing their take on growing, uh, growing their pipeline, talent pipeline, but also growing their team. Uh, So our panelists include Jessica Mitch, uh, the CEO and co-founder of Momentum Learning, Derek Miner, the manager of team development at K4 Connect, and other fellow guests joining them include the senior vice president of Pure Cloud Development at Genesis, a giant tech company based out of the Valley, but with one of their largest hubs in the Raleigh-Durham area. Uh, and joining us is their SVP, Robert Ritchie. And finally, Carl Rectanus, co-founder and CEO of Learn Platform. Let's get started. Talent, this seems to be like the biggest pain point for scaling tech companies. Um, Robert, you've seen it from startup to scale up to enterprise now. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about what you've seen just change in the Triangle region? Uh, yeah, sure. With your own journey? Uh, yeah, so uh, the beginning of that startup was about seven years ago, and there's a CEO of a public company that wanted to do a startup. And so you know, he hired me as his first chief architect. And so he was asking me about, you know, where, where should, you know we're considering several locations, where, where should that be? And, uh, you know, most of the companies I've worked for in my background have been based out of the Silicon Valley area. If you go back to my background, all of them have been. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the, a million dollar apartment, two hour drives, two hour commutes, you know, earthquakes, Overcrowdedness. I mean, it's, but it is the bar for innovation and technology. I mean, Silicon Valley is a great place for that. Uh, but in, in North Carolina, you can drive to the beach in two hours. You can drive to the mountain in two hours. And the, 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 the culture here and the way of life is just—it's it's a big benefit for that. And the talent is here. You know, you look at—you know—it's not just the three big schools in this area. You go all the way to you know uh, App State and UNCC and A&T and. Uh, you know, East Carolina, there's a lot of talent that's here all, all around. So the talent is here, you know, they just need the opportunity. So that was a very easy startup and it was a great place to start. Well, and Jessica, you were on the ground floor of the Iron Yard, which served many, many tech companies here. And now uh, with what you're doing with Momentum, can you talk a little bit about how you're trying to meet the gap that maybe is being missed by uh, the big educators? Yeah, and, and to your point, um, in talking about the ecosystem, I think there's so many of us in the startup community that started at a place like Red Hat or like Bronto or one of these um, companies that's had a lot of success. And in one of my first jobs at Red Hat, when, when I started at the company, and I, I was only there for about three and a half years, when I started at that company, there were 3,000 people worldwide. When I left about three years later, there were 10,000 people worldwide. And we all know kind of where the story led. Um, and I was on the talent acquisition team. 
So I really understood. I think that was you know, my first big awakening into what is going to be required for us as a global society to get through what is happening um, in this technology revolution. And um, one of the projects I was on, I was actually living up in DC. They sent me up to DC. We had to hire 45 people uh, for a very specific technology to serve uh, the public sector office up in DC. And it took us an entire year to find these 45 people. And the amount of, the way that we had to get competitive to find them was the awakening moment of like, okay, there's a massive opportunity here. And how do we fill that gap? And um, the first place is we start with the existing workforce. Uh, and the job that I had at the Iron Yard and the job that I have now did not exist when I was in college. The boot camps did not exist. The, the coding boot camp programs did not exist. And I think we have to really think about how our, all of our careers are going to evolve uh, and change as uh, technology changes and that we have to get people prepared and we've got to work within the existing workforce. There are people that, whose jobs are kind of going away or becoming automated and there's opportunity and talent. So that's kind of where my passion became, let's, let, let's solve that problem. Let's work with, with the talent that we have and make sure they've got the right skills and they've got the opportunity for continued education. Well, I love that there's more and more programs like this in the Triangle region and, and just nationally that are pumping out talent. But I also know uh, Carl uh, and Derek, uh, the gap is still there, right? We're, we're not meeting the needs of how fast tech is growing. Can you, can, Carl, can you talk a little bit about your own experience in, in hiring your founding team? Sure. Um, so we were, uh, we're five years old. We're a mission-driven uh, research organization that offers a software as a service to education. We help schools figure out of all the technology they're using if it actually helps kids learn. Um, and that is a mission that a lot of our team feels very deeply about and can get behind, and we've used that uh, in recruiting. Um, last year at this time, we were 14 people. Uh, we're now 38 people. Um, if anybody is looking for a job, I am still hiring. Um, uh, but we are also, of those, uh, we have hired from Momentum, uh, we have hired from uh, Red Hat, we have hired from SAS, we have hired from The Bay, we have hired from Boston, DC, we're about 70% here, 30% distributed. Um, and I think the critical opportunity that we have here is what Chris was talking about. When you walk in here, how many of you are from here? Oh, from here. How many of you are not from here? How many of you love working, living, and playing here? Exactly, right? And the reality is, if you come ask any of us right after this and say, hey, I need X, we will help you connect to X. Um, that's the case, that's what Chris was talking about earlier. But we, it's time to take that to the next level. Mike, I probably have seen Mike at 6 a.m. You know, at RDU going to San Francisco when I was going to Boston. I've seen Derek at the airport. We need to start talking outside of this region about how fantastic it is here and using one voice because I might not be hiring what Mike needs, but I might meet them and I'll gladly bring them back. Uh, so groups like Innovate Raleigh, CED, American Underground, and others who are helping build that collective voice, I think are really critical opportunities for us to take advantage of our collective voice and share that, take that sort of the pro level. I love it. Derek, 
How about you? I, I know you started here just on the ground floor on the yeah. community building and government side, but now with what you're doing with K4 Connect, growing a scaling team, what are you seeing on the ground in terms of uh, talent in the triangle? The, um, we uh, certainly in the engineering side, there's, there's somewhat of a, a shortage or it's obviously a tight market. Um, <laughs> oh, here too? But uh, the, uh, you know, it's interesting because- Don't talk to my people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, similar to, to Carl from a, a purpose-driven or a mission-based uh, perspective, we develop enterprise uh, technology for the senior living industry. So it's uh, a company that has that, that purpose to it that, the, that, that really resonates with people, right? Kind of this whole tech for good thing, but in a model where we're venture funded, I mean, we have revenue, right? I mean, we, we have the, but it's extremely complicated. So at this stage, I mean, we're roughly 50 people. Um, even though we've been around for five and a half years, we're still fairly uh, young and kind of that, because for the first two years, we're just trying to figure out what, you know, what we even needed to, to do, because we were starting to sell into an industry, the senior living industry, that, that didn't even know it had a problem uh, existed. So it was something where it was just long cycles from that perspective. So when I came in, the biggest thing I knew that we needed uh, that was a challenge from the past is we need people that have that entrepreneurial mindset, right? At this particular stage, with the types of things that we're trying to build out, we don't just need, you know, someone that's not going to be toxic to the culture and someone that can, you know, is capable to do the work, but we really need someone to, to take a different view of it. And that needs to be explicitly told to them, like, in advance. So it's like that transparency thing of this is what it's like, you know, day to day. I mean, here's some challenges we face. Typically, people with the entrepreneurial kind of mindset and spirit, they love that stuff, right? I mean, that attracts them even more. So it's really painting the picture of this is what we're doing. We'd love for you to come on board. So we've been able to find, you know, a lot of different folks, but hiring is hard, right? It's not just finding the people, but is, is it a fit? I mean, we've had to pass on people that were absolutely fantastic, but it, it just wasn't the right time or whatever the case may be. But for us, building that relationship and then keeping it is like, hey, as we grow, I'd love to keep that dialogue open. So it's, it's a, but it's it's a great place. I mean, everyone here has said lots of people still moving to the market. Um, I used to talk to at least one to two a week when I was at the city, recruiting companies and recruiting talent here uh, that were moving in from from these major areas. And the, the the best thing is that they have the ability to contribute. And that's the thing, it's only, you can come from anywhere, regardless of race, gender, anything else. The only requirement is that you, you have to contribute or that you desire to contribute to the community in one way or another. It doesn't mean money, it can mean time, it just means paying it forward. I, I know I've, I've heard that uh, thrown around tonight, and that's just uber important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and a couple of things that both of you mentioned was just uh, the ability to have kind of a distributed team, par partially distributed team, Growing trend in technology, and Robert, I know uh, Genesis is a global company. How are you leveraging the fact that you have a Raleigh-Durham presence to grow that team and, and really fuel innovation for a global company with a global presence? Yeah, the, uh, this is going to sound a little pretentious, so I apologize ahead of time. But like you know, Raleigh has become the center of the universe for that company. So that startup, you know, it's a, it's a group of about 500 people in a company that's 6,000 people big. And uh, you know, and they send every customer prospect our way, and, they, and every big exec come by. They stop through Raleigh, so it's their center of the universe right now. 
Uh, you know, and part of that was because, you know, we, we, you know, we, right off the bat, we hired, you know, like the two rock stars. We didn't want to hire 50 mediocre people. We started with two rock stars because they could outperform 50 mediocre people any day. And then we, that we built on that. So that, and then obviously we have the culture, we have the beer kegs, and we have all these things, uh, you know, t table tennis tournament, there's a big one today. Uh, so we have that culture, and it's that startup culture that's maintained throughout. And, and uh, you know, a little story, we've got a new CEO uh, a few months ago, uh, you know, big shot CEO. He was the CEO of GoPro and Skype and he was supposed to be the CEO of Microsoft, and they turned him over for another guy at the last second. So he became our CEO, and he was here a few months ago. And uh, you know, on his way out the door, and I'll quote him, he says, I want to move to Rock. And so this is an entrenched Silicon Valley guy. And so we have that, I think that's building here, which is, you know, you have that center of excellence, and everyone wants to be a part of that. And so you maintain that culture. So, you know, um, and we're trying to spread it around for the rest of the world, but like, we, we like Raleigh, so we're trying to get them all here. And, and a lot of people, I have a few people in the audience here, a couple, from Indianapolis, came here. I want to be. I want to be there, and so we're trying really hard to get that kind of culture so they come to us. Don't talk to any of my team that's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jessica, you mind talking a little bit about what you uh, coach your uh, graduates and how to engage with these tech companies? What What's the right approach? Where should they go? Is it Is there a database they can go to? Is it showing up at certain events? Yeah, the first thing we remind them of is we, we provide them with a lot of exposure to what is going on in technology. So um, every one of our students does five site visits to a company throughout the, their time with us. Um, and those site visits include a software agency, they include a startup, but they also include larger firms. And we remind people that technology is now in every type of business. and. Whatever they brought to the table, again, we're working with the existing workforce. So we're working with folks that were former marketers or paralegals or worked at, um, in food and beverage or did something before, that that knowledge can get carried over into that next job. And so don't forget that there are life sciences companies that need technology. There are lots of kind of companies that you can bring, your val bring value to. And it's about finding the right fit for you. Uh, and that means something different for everybody. So we try to provide them with enough exposure that in this world where there's a lot of different possibilities, they know which direction to go in when they're coming out and how to focus. Um, but we also really hammer home on you've got to build connections. And we also, we have a six week, um, so our, our full program's 12 weeks. In the latter six weeks, we start talking about the soft skills of simple things of basic leadership and development, how to give feedback, how to communicate, how to manage up, those kind of skills are really important so that when they are starting to make those connections with companies, they know how to have an authentic conversation with somebody and how to be themselves and show off, you know, this is what I care about and I am curious. So we always make sure, you know, go in with questions, be curious, and that's how you develop those meaningful relationships. I love the emphasis on soft skills. Carl, are there any soft skills in particular that you look for in team members that you're bringing on? Uh, Sounds like you might have some yeah, stories. Yeah, uh, parallel parking uh, is a big one because that's hard around us. Um, I mean, I think you're right. I think uh, all this boils down to 80% of relationships is timing. Um, you know, so I joke that, you know, don't talk to our folks, but I actually talk to our folks. Like, if there's a better situation for them, I want them to know about it, but our situation is pretty good. Um, and I want them to know that that's the case too. Um, it's not only 80% of it is relationships, all those relationships are long-term. Um, so understanding right up front, I wish somebody had told me, you know, coming out of high school that, you know, 
all those relationships in high school, all those relationships thereafter are going are long-term relationships, whether you want them to be or not. Um, it just happens to be that our banker and I played soccer together, not because that's not why I chose him as a banker. It just we're gonna you're gonna run into these folks again, um, you know. So don't be an a-hole. Uh, so those soft skills are pretty important, uh, is what it boils down to. We have a set of five core. Uh, values that that we you know have on the wall that we talk about that we live uh, about being honest about setting expectations and meeting or exceeding them uh, having a bias towards action which is uh, the entrepreneurship that you talked about learning continuously and living with empathy and those like anybody like that's what I talked to our folks by the time they're talking to me our team has already screened them for those five things um, but it comes out, and if they're living that, and those, I think, reflect having uh, the benefit, like many of you, uh, for the record, if you weren't counting, it was like 25% from here, 75% from away, and 100% liked it here. Um, but I've lived, worked in a dozen different countries, uh, have had that benefit, there's a reason we're growing here. I think those five core values really capture what I see in the triangle all the time. Folks are straightforward, they want to help, they want you to win, and they want to learn something new. Um, and if you can help them help you, they will. So I'm, I'm super excited about where, you know, we've sort of, I think Chris intimated sort of zero to 60 miles per hour, like we did that. Um, and other people are trying to get to 60. We got a chance, you know, to go Mach 1 if we can work together collectively in a meaningful way. Well, I'm going to take the flip side of that, which is, Derek, I know you've been a super connector in this community for a long time. Now leading talent, attraction, and acquisition at K4 Connect, you kind of have to be competitive, too. So yeah. there's the working together, but yeah. there's also how, how do you be competitive in a world where you've got such an explosion in the number of tech companies and options that talent has? What are some of the things that, that you've seen tech companies, whether it's K4 Connect or others, do yeah. really well? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, every every company has their has their thing that they do, right? Whether it's you know people wearing orange when they go to conferences, which we were at the last couple of days, or you know pink dinosaurs like they have a Pendo. I mean, there's a lot of you know fun things like that. I think the biggest thing, especially from a retention perspective, is just being being real, like with your people. Um, you know, the, that's the one thing I've always loved about K4 is that, you know, Scott, our co-founder and CEO, is his, I mean, his door is always open, right? So no matter who within the company can come and, and, and ask him questions, I mean, he's not a, a you know, a distant, um, you know, CEO by any means. And, you know, just that regular interaction with just the team in like a real environment, I think is, is huge. and. You know, I'm a pretty authentic guy, so I think, you know, for me, I mean, I've hired uh, 18 people, I believe, in the last 10 months and, and, and very strategic, you know, positions and a variety of things. But, like, for me, it's like, hey, come, let's build this thing together. And, and when you're kind of being refined, you know, by the fire as a team, it, it helps people come together in that way. So uh, that's been something that's worked well for us. That's great advice. Uh, Robert, last question for you. Which is, what are some of the things that you're doing? You know, you mentioned you're this big 6,000 person organization, but you're still operating like a startup. 
but I, I imagine there's there's still some challenge in, in competing for talent, just like everyone else. What are some of the things that you do at Genesis that, that are unique to what you do in attracting that all-star talent for your R&B team? Yeah, so we, you know, despite how pretentious I, I am, you know, that we are very open-armed and everyone has a place there. So, like, uh, you know, we have a great internship program and, you know, day one, they're committing code. They, the first week, they're participating in a very major project and they're presenting to the CEO and things like that. And so, you know, we have this open, we have startups that we, we, you know, we host as well. And so we really want to be a part of the community. And, uh, you know, we try to sponsor senior projects with the universities. Uh, and so we really try to get that, that feel going. And there's a lot of, there is a network around the world with people who are like, you know, oh, you're doing the same sort of thing I am. And so there's a lot of coordination. And we don't care where you, you could live in Taiwan, you can work for PureCloud. So we'll, we'll take them anywhere. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's just that culture of, uh, of bringing in people and they're just a part of it immediately. And that we would like to, you know, in the broader community of Raleigh, be a part of that as well and come in. And if there's something, you know, somebody wants to learn about that, think something we've done, we're, everyone's ready to teach and be a part of that and, and show that session. You know, and I like the, you know, Chris said something earlier today, you know, that mentality, you, know, you have this big shot CEO from MapQuest, founder, and he says, you know, I want to be, I want to get into accelerators. And the first thing he did is I found the person that I want to be. And he went to that person, and, and, that, and that's the way, that's the, that is the right mentality. And so that's, that's how we live, and that's, uh, he would have a great place in pure club, so. <laughs> there you go, you might, might have an opportunity there, Chris. Um, can we give it up for our amazing speakers for, for sharing? <laughs>